Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In the spring of 1964, and a long, hot Mississippi summer was about to explode, the civil rights community is gearing up for a major operation called Mississippi Freedom Summer. Hundreds, if not thousands, of people, mostly white, stu- white student activists from the North, are preparing to link up with dozens of, of black freedom workers in the Magnolia State to accomplish what Mississippi power structure was fearing most, the registration of black voters to vote, black people to vote. Hence the, the, the background behind this terrific documentary about a, a state agency that was actively trying to undermine and imprison many of the people who all they wanted to do was be a part of American society. We're joined today by the director and producer of this wonderful documentary called Spies of Mississippi. Don Porter is the director producer. She joins us today. Don, welcome to Film School. Thank you so much for having me, having me back. Yes, and thank you for coming back so soon. You were just on, I'll let our, remind our listeners, you were just on a, probably five or six weeks ago to talk about your Spirit Award nominated uh, documentary, uh, Gideon's Army. Uh, and award-winning, I should say, award-winning documentary, Gideon's Army, and now you're back to talk about Spies of Mississippi. Um, in some ways, Don, this is a, a, another part of the puzzle of what was going, what's been going on in this country in terms of uh, uh, equal rights and justice in this country. Tell me a little bit about Spies of Mississippi uh, and your involvement. How did you how did you find out more about it? Um. You know, Spies is a, is, was an interesting story. I was working at a and E. I I was working at the History Channel um, in 2000 and, I guess, 10, and uh, a guy named Rick Bowers came in, and um, he's a journalist, and he had worked with History Channel on a project called Voices of Civil Rights, and uh, that was very successful. They, I think they got an Emmy for it, or they got a nomination, um, and he was really interested in these Southern stories and had come across uh, an online article that was about the spy agency that Mississippi established during the Civil Rights Movement. And so he had come in to pitch it to History Channel. They ended up passing on it, but we met. And um, three weeks later, we got on a plane and went down to Jackson and uh, to a civil rights conference, and we met all of these people who were active in the civil rights movement, Bob Moses and Ed King and um, so many others, Lawrence Giat, and they started telling us stories about the spy agency that tried to stop them. And I was kind of, just kind of hooked. I'd never heard that there was a spy agency that was started by the state, paid for with taxpayer dollars. Um, and even more significant and captivating to me was that the state used African-Americans to go undercover and spy on the NAACP. Um, and I just thought this was such a, a critical little piece of history. It filled in so many gaps for me in the way that we're taught civil rights history. I just became really fascinated with this story. And that is so true, what you just said. It does fill in so many gaps. You know, you're... I'm, you know, I remember a lot of the, this going on, and I kind of wonder, you know, why progress isn't m- more 
it doesn't move along more quickly sometimes. There's sort of a frust- level of frustration, and it, does, it doesn't seem... Everyone agrees that, or most people agree, this is the way it should be, and yet it never seems to get to that point. Uh, and then you start to peel back the layers a little bit, and these things begin to reveal themselves, power structures, interest, right. and all the rest of it. And and I guess it's, I guess it is part of our, our sort of the way societies work in, in many ways. This is somewhat... Uh, an unsurprising, um, uh, what am I trying to say? So there's something unsurprising about the resistance to this happening. But at there the same, is, there okay. is, and I think you're you're really putting your finger on it. I mean, it's both shocking yes. that it happened and unsurprising, right? Because so many times in our history now, since the civil rights movement, we're get, we're understanding all the times that there are spy agencies working. Um, and that was another thing that really interested me. Um, it seemed to me that the white separatist, white supremacist state of Mississippi, using the government to spy on activists that it, it disapproved of, seemed to me to be very parallel to our government today yeah. spying on, on activists and groups that it disapproves of. So infiltrating mosques, going undercover right. to seek out, quote-unquote, terrorists, right. Um, infiltrating environmental groups that are labeled radical. Um, you know, in the 1950s, the NAACP was radical and seemed and uh, called all kinds of names. So, you know, I wonder at the links, and I'm not equating our government with white supremacists, but, you know, it is a lesson to us that government power is uh, very strong. And if we're going to infiltrate and use spy tactics to spy on our own citizens with taxpayer dollars, um, I think that's something, I think it's a tactic we ought to question, and we ought to remember the history of when else we spied on our citizens, in, yeah. in what other names we use those same tactics. Right, and and I agree, and, and I, inevitably, no matter what we say about you know, the desire to, to protect ourselves, keep this, our society safe from terrorism, those are all. That's all well and good, and it's a noble endeavor in that regard. If you narrowly define it as that, however, inevitably and throughout our history, it is absolutely almost a given that government power is trained against those people who challenge their power. That's right. That's and, I think that's perfectly said. And so, and I go. I keep going back to this, and you know, it sounds maybe a little. I don't know how it sounds, but. You know, at one time, the African National Congress was a terrorist group. It never, right. it was never, <laughs> ever anything but what it was, was an attempt to liberate people. And yet it was, it was for it was decades, right, exactly, for decades, it was a terrorist group by the United States. I'm not talking about South Africa. I'm talking about our government. So right. having framed it that way, <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about the kind of the, the nuts and bolts of this uh, through the great work of uh, journalists like Jerry Mitchell, uh, mm-hmm. uh, who, who really did a lot of the, the heavy lifting in terms of getting the, the revelations out. And then, yeah. of course, Rick Bauer in his book, uh, did a great job, obviously, uh, Peabody, Peabody, a winning effort by, by Rich Bauer called Spies of Mississippi. Tell us a little bit about their investigative work and then a little bit about some of the people you mentioned earlier. And their, their, oh, Wait, before I get into that, I'm sorry. Sorry to do this to you. But talk about some of the people who were victims of this, including, well, we all know Medgar Evers, but some... 
So you many, know, one of the yeah, one of the things. So many that, places to go with this story. I'm sorry, I'm just sort of struggling. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm, I appreciate you being enthusiastic because it's just it's kind of how I felt. Like it was such a deep and rich story. Um, one of the things that was so striking about this effort. So remember, it's state government. They started out in response to Board of Brown versus Board of Education, the Supreme Court decision uh, ordering integration of schools, and that was a declaration of war for Mississippi, and uh, they viewed it as an infringement on their sovereignty. So in response, they started something called the Sovereignty Commission. And really what it was was an effort to, pr- to protect, quote-unquote, protect white students from being forced to go to school with black students. Um, one of the things they did was start investigating anyone who was deemed to be a civil rights agitator. So what eventually got uncovered through the great work of, um, and, and I just love Jerry Mitchell, and um, it's just good old-fashioned journalism. Yeah. He got a tip in the 1980s that there was a spy organization, but even more important, that the records of the spies, so the spies filled out reports, yeah. they submitted them to their handlers, and their handlers reported through an executive director to the governor. So this was not a rogue operation. And I also want to make clear, this is not the FBI. Um, The FBI intelligence efforts are pretty well known. This was a separate effort by the state. So while you had the FBI spying, you also had these uh, state spies. And originally they were white guys. They were white former FBI-trained agents who would go investigate if there was, quote-unquote, race mixing, if somebody attended a civil rights meeting. Um, but they pretty quickly learned that white people could only infiltrate the NAACP so far. So they started to recruit prominent African Americans to be the first round of spies. And they got people like a very prominent newspaper um, journalist, a minister, a school superintendent. And you have to remember, back in the 1950s, these were jobs that were really hard to get. Um, and so the African-American population really looked up to these people. And if it turns out that they were providing information about who was going to civil rights meetings, who was likely to be an agitator. Um, So it was an incredible betrayal. Um, Those people are found out. And then the commission turns, as Freedom Summer approaches in the 1960s, they turn to lower-level agents uh, like a man called Agent X. Yeah. Okay, that you've set it up beautifully. Uh, again, uh, there's just this is such a deep uh, doc, uh, documentary, and in in and it's so rich in in telling. You, you tell such a great story. You, it's a great story to be told, and you tell it well. And um, um, we haven't really even touched on the victims of this, where uh, and 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 the ramifications of their uh, complicity with the police and covering up maybe even participating in the deaths of uh, dozens of people, Medgar Evers' death along with others. Uh, th- there's just so much here, uh, and it's so it's just such an important part of our history. It really is so important that we know about these things. Well, I, I appreciate you um, saying that. And one of the things that, um, you know, people used to say Martin Luther King was paranoid, um, and it turns out that those closest to him were providing information on every movement he took. Yeah. Medgar Evers, same thing. So while the state of Mississippi is 
ostensibly prosecuting his killers, the Mississippi Sovereignty Commission, which was also part of government, was trying to get the jury to not to acquit them. Um, And so you have to wonder about the fairness of a prosecution, the likelihood for justice, when the state is trying to get the jury to not convict. Um, But one of the most damning things that was found in the records was the commission's role in the investigation of the three civil rights workers who were killed. And while they didn't order those killings, their spies provided information. They'd get the license plates of the car that the civil rights workers were driving, their pictures, their whereabouts. So it was not an accident that they were pulled over and eventually killed. Well, they uh, were able to know exactly where they were yes. through the efforts of those spies. They, they had a diagram of their grave site. And then they had, once they were killed, so while the FBI swoops in after they've disappeared, and the governor is saying they're in Cuba, and they fled, and they're communists. So while the governor is saying that, the agency that reports to him had done a report that yeah. showed that they were dead and where they were buried. Yes. So he knew this, even as he's making that public statement. It's one of the most grandiose public lies, um, I think, in our history. So it's fascinating just for, for that fact. Well, it is, it is. And, and uh, Spies of Mississippi is available on iTunes and Amazon, um, almost any of the available, if not all the available platforms for watching uh, video. Uh, and you can buy the DVD. You can go to the website, Spies of Mississippi. Is it dot com? Uh, yes, by Spies of Mississippi, the film dot com. The, the film dot com. You can find out more about. We're just really just scratched the surface. Some of the people who are victims of this uh, state-sponsored terrorism, and I'm going to call it that, uh, really were just unbelievable. The story of Denard. Um, uh, the, Clyde Kennard. Kennard, yeah, pardon Unbelievable me. story. Unbelievable story. how the commission framed him. Yeah, yeah. Um, until he died. Until he died. And, um, and again, your work, I really, really appreciate the fact that you're, uh, the work of Gideon's Army and, uh, and the spies of Mississippi. Again, pulling back history for us to see the real history of this country and understand and really learn from these things and move forward and not let them happen again. That's the value of this as as much as it is anything else. So, um, I wanted to mention to you, we are um, about to release um, something I'm very excited about. It's okay. called, it's an, an app, an iPad app based on Spies of Mississippi for teachers to use in schools, Fantastic. how to teach civil rights history, including some of the content for the film. So I'll send you information about that when it comes out on the app. Okay. I will I will post it to the Film School website. Uh, please let me know uh, when that's happening. I will. It's really fun. I think you're going to really like it. And we got teachers to develop curriculum based on the film to mm. teach civil rights mm. history. So I'm I'm really excited about this. Are there are there just real quick last thing? Are are there any documents that have we have not seen yet in 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 the investigation into the? Oh, there's so many. Okay. Um, you know, there's two things. One is um, your listeners can go to MDAH, which is the Mis- Mississippi Department of Archives, yeah. and they can search if any of their relatives were down um, during the Freedom Summer. They can search by name. Um, but there's there's still a lot of thought that maybe all of the documents have not been released, and that there's you know there could be more uh, to be released. Well, I so. hope, hope that is Jerry Mitchell still looking into this. Jerry Mitchell is um, uh, I don't know if he's still actively looking, but he's actively you know working on civil Good. rights stories. So right. if anybody is, I would put my 
my money on Jerry. Um, it's been a great honor to get to know him. I just rem- admire, you know, old-fashioned journalism. Um, it says a lot for the importance of that in our society. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you. Thank you, you for having me. I really appreciate <laughs> it. <I love> <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you, I, you, you really stepped up for me today. And, and I and so anything you're doing, I don't care what it is, you let me know. I, I'd be thrilled to have you on any time. Thank you. Thank you, I Dawn. will take you up on that. <laughs> All right. Take care, Don. <laughs> okay. Have a good afternoon. You Bye-bye. too. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.